0: Hey guys, it's Leah Buckles from Procedural Wide Medical Consulting. I'm a U.S. Army veteran, physician assistant, and former compensation and pension examiner. Today, I wanted to come on and discuss central sleep apnea as it relates to VA disability. A lot of times we talk about obstructive sleep apnea. I've done tons of videos on this. It seems like it's just much more common in our veteran population. But some veterans do have central sleep apnea or a combination of both central and obstructive sleep apnea. Um, so kind of the difference between these, I'm going to get into a little bit before we get going. Obstructive sleep apnea is generally speaking when there's an obstruction or a mechanical blockage of the airway that causes a disruption in um, you know, air passing. Um, a lot of times it's due to obesity and some other things like that, um, excess body tissue. But central sleep apnea is a little bit different, right? So as defined by the American Academy of Sleep Medicine, Central sleep apnea is a breathing disorder that causes your body to decrease or stop the effort of breathing during sleep. It is usually caused by an issue in the brain or the heart. Certain certain pain medications can also um, cause this type of breathing pattern. And they go on to say that it is also different from obstructive sleep apnea, as I mentioned, because the problem is not caused by blockage of the airway. Central sleep apnea is less common than obstructive sleep apnea. The brain and the heart normally interact to direct, monitor, and change the amount of air that we breathe. The problem in CSA is the brain does not send appropriate signals to breathe. So, this is going to be evaluated by a polysomnogram um, or a sleep study. So, during a sleep study, you're going to be hooked up to a bunch of machines that are going to monitor different patterns during your sleep, during different segments of sleep. And they're going to look at obstructions and hypopneas and central app and, you know, different types of. Apneas, um, and then there, there's going to be a calculation that's done based on all of those different numbers that are monitored throughout your sleep, and and the sleep um, specialist is going to annotate on your polysomnogram what they believe your condition to be, whether it's sleep apnea, central sleep apnea, obstructive sleep apnea, both, um, hypersomnolence, or just a primary snoring, right, or whatever they decide that it is. So, uh, so, so in our veteran population, now that we've kind of talked about what is central sleep apnea. Um, I want to just talk about how I see veterans get connected for it, right? So if you're diagnosed with a sleep apnea on active duty, either central or obstructive, um, you can be connected just on a direct basis, right, of uh, this being incurred um, in the line of duty on active duty, right? I see a lot of problems with this when you have like reservists and National Guardsmen who get, I've been asked this several times, Um, reservists, for example, who have no periods of active duty, other than basic, maybe basic training, right. And so they say, Hey, I got diagnosed with sleep apnea during a period of inactive duty training during, you know, during my reserve time. And and to me, the answer is, well, you're a reservist, like two one weekend a month, but the rest of your time, you're a Civilian, and so I think there's some regulations you would want to check with an accredited agent or a VSO on this. But when it comes to chronic illnesses, it's very difficult to show that that is a line of duty um, concern. Now, of course, you can have an acute injury that turns into a long-term chronic condition, but generally speaking, a chronic medical condition is very hard to show um, a relationship. Like diabetes, sleep apnea, things like that, are caused by service when you're only doing one week in a month, two weeks a year. Okay. That's not to say reservists that go on a period of activation for a year or more, you know, if you're AGR or something like that, um, those guys can still, you know, incur it in the line of duty as well, right? So, um, and then secondary service connection. So secondary service connection. Today, we're going to talk about how central sleep apnea can be related to traumatic brain injury, right? So I'm going to go over a couple articles that I use for this um, and share them with you guys so that you can look them up and look, look at them for your research, maybe talk to your neurologist or your sleep doctor, or your primary care doctor or whoever, um, to see if they can assist you with a medical opinion, right? So what is a traumatic brain injury? So lots of service members suffer from traumatic brain injury. So generally there are a few different categories. You have mild, moderate, and severe TBI. Um, and I'm not going to get into the specifics of TBI itself because that is a whole nother discussion for another Another day. Um, It's very complicated. I myself um, could probably use a class or two from um, an accredited claims agent or attorney on how that how the ratings for TBI work because it's it is just kind of complicated, right? Um, But you know, when a veteran suffers from a head injury, there are, as we mentioned with central sleep apnea, there can be disruptions in the brain that cause problems with breathing. So you can kind of see that these can kind of be interrelated. So, uh, TBIs can have, you know, you can have seizures, you can have sleep impairments, you can have, you know, increased risk for a stroke, um, tinnitus, depression, anxiety, headaches, vertigo. There's all kinds of things that can happen. But when it comes to central sleep apnea, I'm going to go over a few of the articles. Let me pull them up. A few of the articles that I use um, when I'm trying to show a relationship between head injury, um, someone that's had a head injury in the past and central sleep apnea. Okay. So one article that I use is, um, let's see, a uh, let me start from the, from the top. Um, and also, you know, neck injuries there, there's also a relationship with neck injuries and obstructive sleep apnea, um, and, and i've done another video on that and we're not going to get get on to obstructive sleep apnea but neck injuries when it comes to central sleep apnea if you've had a neck injury depending on what the mechanism is it, it is um even if you haven't been diagnosed with tbi there can be we can extrapolate some of that information right so one article that i like to use is um let's see sleep apnea and traumatic brain injury understanding its impact on executive function Published in 2013 in the Journal of Sleep Disorders and Therapy, um, reports that sleep apnea is one of the most commonly diagnosed sleep disorders following a TBI. Um, that's a good article. Another one is a review of sleep disturbances following traumatic brain injury, which is published in 2018 in Sleep Science and Practice. Um, there is Up to Date, which is a um, it's something that the VA uses quite often actually in their medical opinions it's just a um a database for us to find medical literature and information it's it's not like pubmed where there's a lot of articles but there is a lot of information it's a good resource right so pubmed um, discusses uh both sleep re- sleep related breathing disorders including osa and central sleep apnea may occur with increased frequency after tbi and then it goes on from there um I think there was one more that I had about. Oh, uh, Boxing is Risky B- Business for the Brain, published in 2010 in Science Daily, um, discusses just different cognitive deficits and craniocerebral trauma. Um, so those are some good articles that we that I use. Um, maybe you guys can go research them, highlight a couple sections, take them to your doctor. I'm always here to assist with medical opinions um, if the evidence supports a positive opinion and if, if you'd like me to take a look at it. But again, medical opinion letters are never required. They can just be helpful at times, right? So I hope some of these um, things that I discussed today will help enlighten you, um, help you have this dialogue with your treating provider if this um, is something that is affecting you. Um, when it comes to ratings, I don't generally talk about ratings because it's not my area of expertise, but a lot of veterans will like to ask questions about ratings. So I figured I'd throw it out there. Um, now, this is subject to change. I know it's on the chopping block right now. So if you watch this video five years from now, please disregard this past couple this last couple minutes if things have changed. But right now, when it comes to sleep apnea, whether it's obstructive, obstructive or central, um, you're generally going to get rated um, 0% if you have the disorder. I'm going to pull it up because I know the 0, 30 and 50, but you're going to get 0% if you have the disorder, but it's really not causing you any problems. You're going to get 30% if you have daytime sleepiness, but you don't require any type of device to help you with the symptoms. 50% is going to be if you require a device like a CPAP or a mandibular device. You're probably not going to need a mandibular device if you've got central, but um, the CPAP can still be helpful. And then um, let me look. Let's see. I don't remember if it goes to 70% or if it just goes straight up to 100. I think it just goes straight up to 100. Let me pull it up real quick. Um, Yeah, it goes straight up to 100. So 100% is chronic respiratory failure with carbon dioxide retention, need for tracheostomy, um, right side of heart failure due to lung disease, right? I don't see those very often at all. Most everybody I see has 50%. but Again, um, this is always subject to change and each and every everybody's case is different. So I hope this video was helpful on central sleep apnea and um, TBI, how it relates to TBI. If you guys have any questions about central sleep apnea or if you have any comments or any feedback, I'd be happy to hear it. Drop them in the comments. Please let me know if there are any other videos you guys would like to see in the near future and I'll try to add them to the calendar. All right, thanks again for watching and um, talk to you guys soon. Okay, bye.